Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... I'm the winner of... Unspun. What a marathon to get to the big announcement, George. The announcement. Did you watch it live or did you just be like, yeah? Okay. And okay. Well, I thought uh, it wasn't. Hey, you know, we were we called it. So let's uh, let's tell people if you're if you're just catching up on the saga that is policing in Surrey, (laughs) the decision came down from the province public Mm -hmm. safety minister, Mike Farnworth, stepped up to the microphone and laid it down. Here's what's going to happen, people. He uh, like the clip. I remember li- I was walking and listening to the live stream on my phone. I was out out in, out in the woods, and I was listening yeah. to it. And I'm like, well, there's the clip. There's the clip that leads every news because it's like today I am, boom, right. So we did call it, but boy, was this a long journey to get here. Yeah, and you know our show is called Unspun, and one of the things that we talked about last week was the province was laying all the groundwork from a public relations point of view that that that's how we were able to kind of anticipate this because they had they were doing everything from a spin point of view uh to lay the groundwork for uh, making this announcement easter eggs easter Easter eggs eggs. easter eggs it was like watching a marvel movie it's like oh 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 yeah Yeah, it was interesting And, and and i would say i mean i we haven't seen any polling but i would say they probably doing a good job at it so we have to get in the minds now of brenda Locke, though because she's still pushing back the mayor okay, let's just lay it out pushing back right so let's just lay it out a little bit more detailed for those mm-hmm. who haven't been as geeked out on this as you and i have um <laughs> so for the last number of years it has been surrey police services transition yep. hit pause with surrey rcmp the law enforcement of record right mm-hmm. law the authority of record and then now the move to the SPS is no longer on pause. And there's actually a, a special advisor coordinator who is um, more than capable. And now her, her name just flew right out of my mind. Darn it. Oh, it's oh. the former, former Hydro CEO. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Former CEO of Hydro. Who was she's fired like, by them, by the government. So it's all very curious. But she's also had um, crisis communications and like, She's been involved in law. Like there's, there's more to this. Right. And frankly, I think that taking the spin out of it, where last we saw in the drama that Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke was um, accusing Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth of being a misogynist bully, mm-hmm. uh, just put a woman in charge of making sure things unfold as they should in the next <laughs> little while. That's so good. that's a good little spin. That's a good little spin yeah. there to sort of quiet those waters a little bit. Um, I would suggest and i don't know for a fact but i i would suggest watching all of what unfolded is that was a tactic by the mayor rather than um true to what has been experienced it's really interesting that after farnworth made the announcement that Mm -hmm. the surrey police service would be moving forward and they would be phasing out the rcmp in surrey and that's a bigger picture we can get into why that's a national picture um Mm -hmm. as well for the rcmp but yeah. Brenda Locke hit back basically saying, well, I think they're wrong and I'm no longer commenting on this because I'm going to go to council and try and uh, figure figure out a way to fight this. And it's a legal really avenue. Mm-hmm. A legal avenue. Like that's going to save taxpayer money, really, at this point? <laughs> well, yes, it will if she wins, but she won't win. 
I mean, that's the thing. We're talking triple the cost for policing probably from what they're currently paying, right? So based on what you see in Vancouver. So it's it's daunting and the mayor knows that. And then we've been talking about that for five years on the show when this first came up when Doug McCallum uh, made the decision and uh, as it was a promise he made and he won the election on it and that and the sky train. So he put two promises, he pushed forward on the, even though, and then the numbers, and I said it way back then, Jody. You did. Numbers were not accurate. There's no way that police force in Surrey would cost. I think they were at that point 180 or 60 million. Or it's good, you know, it's more like 500, 600 million dollar project per year for the taxpayers of Surrey. So, you know, and it's a growing city and it's huge geographically. So, I mean, it's really, really challenging. And I'm sure that's one of the so Brenda Brenda Locke's game here, or you know, I hate to say that, but I mean, I, I don't tactic. know if she's doing tactic, but if it's intentional or she's just being stubborn, but it, it's a win-win for her in some ways, right? Because she can see, I went to the map for the taxpayers of, city, of, this, of this city. I did what I could. It was a bad decision by a mayor that I beat uh, in the last election. I made my promise, but I, it's out of my control. I'm doing whatever I can to see if I can get control. You know, it's always good to have a bad guy, uh, you know, because there's no dominant opposition against her in Surrey itself that's right. come out in front for the yeah. next election which is years away but if you're somebody who's thinking of running for mayor you'd be positioning yourself and I haven't seen that person really you know uh, be communicating anything that shows that so her enemy right now is the province it's very similar to Vancouver when it was vision Vancouver and the province was liberals and they were always making the provincial government the bad guy the bad guy the bad guy whether that's her intention or not I don't know but it's an effective approach for her to get reelected uh, and to make her popular and sturdy even if everybody doesn't agree with her they're saying well at least she's fighting for us you know maybe I don't agree that yeah we should have a Surrey police force but you know she's fighting for the taxpayers in the city so you know from a spin point of view it's a, an effective approach for her um, it's just a bit tiring for the rest of us um, and I think you certainly saw that with Farnworth and his you know, I said, I, I, I try to get along with her. I, you know, I have nothing negative to say. He was like trying not to he say was. what I it really, really felt. Couple of, <laughs> so. couple, right. But he, I mean, yeah. Like high road on a bunch of stuff. Cause there were a couple of the questions in the Q and a that were like, yeah. so what exactly did the mayor say yeah. to you? And he's like, well, I think I'll leave it to the mayor to tell you what she said to me. Mm-hmm. Clearly she was not pleased well, with our decision. And, you know, mm-hmm. but what I, th- what I thought was really a takeaway for me, cause I'm always trying to, why we do this podcast for, from my point of view is to look away from the, how do we torque that headline? Look at, yeah. look away from the, how do we, how do we do the spin? I'm looking for what can we learn from this even a little bit that might make this less painful next time, because things are cyclical, cyclical and people are always mm-hmm. trying to game the system. I'm going to use that word again. Um, yeah. And not to suggest that Brenda Locke was trying to game the system, nor was the province. I'm just the, the, manipulation the the shell game that is government you know the, mm-hmm. the, the that they're trying to navigate as well is that when mike farnworth started talking about trying to learn and and um, modify the police act because that's what they're going to do they are going to modify it so that collectively elsewhere in the province elsewhere um where um, there are issues with jurisdiction. Um, there's one on the island that came up. Mm-hmm. There's one uh, in the valley that came up that have been doing, you know, fists against yeah. each other, not working together. And he's like, what are the takeaways that we can learn from this? And he said things like, you know, if a municipality asks for the province to approve a switch, there will be no turning back from that switch. <laughs> so, but yeah. things like that that go into the police act. So, because he did say, you know, this is beyond 
what I wished to do with yeah, my it's, power. It's, some, it's the putting the fist down. I mean, yeah, it's the it's, hammer down. But some yeah. are saying like, this is an overreach. Well, it's an overreach four years later. Like one thing that is really a piece of this that you and I always hit on, George, is that Surrey is a very uh, crime, high crime city, a growing city that doesn't mm -hmm. have the budget that Vancouver's law enforcement does. And it's almost the same size as Vancouver. It is going to be more expensive to police in Surrey. And it should be because the whole reason people yeah. had their arms up in the air going, we need new Surrey police is because the RCMP was doing the best they could. And it was still very dangerous in Surrey. So yeah. that's not to say that SPS is going to magically wave a wand and it's going to be all better. This is going to be years in the making. It's going to be incredibly expensive. All of those things are still true. But the one piece of it, and I feel for the people who live in Surrey is that they deserve to maximize their protection from their tax dollars. So whatever the tax dollar that's going to be spent, it's time for the RCMP and Surrey Police Services to play nice together. And they have not been. They have not been. Um, it has been a very protectionist situation. It's very contentious between those bodies of law enforcement. And that, I hope, is something that can, that can shift it now. It has to, because the structure of a police force in a community, and if it's built, it'll be the same as it is in Vancouver. And generally, the mayor sits on the board of directors of the police, the police board. Yep. Uh, so they have a, you have a voice at the table, but you also approve their budgets. Uh, yeah. And you are, you know, in my experience in Vancouver, with our police force here in Vancouver, the police come regularly and report uh, to council about in, sometimes in camera. Uh, sometimes the stuff they show you is stuff that you can never tell anybody. That's like, wow, uh, right. especially related to, uh, you know, the crime that, that ha you know, you know, the amount of cameras that we actually have is quite interesting. When we talk about privacy and they show you that, that you get shown all these videos and how they've managed to pile them all together. And this all came from the riots and it's like, crazy what they actually can collect right. and all that stuff they yeah. show all that to you quite often in camera so you have this immediate obvious relationship like they probably do with the rcp to a certain degree but you don't oversee the rcmp in your town the way you would oversee your own police force and that was doug mccallum's intention he said i need more control uh, of our police force for one of the fastest growing municipalities in canada and that's obviously leads to what you touched on earlier about the obvious dilemma that rcmp now has in that they their relevance or their abilities to step up uh, in growing communities like Syria across Canada beg the question federally and for the RCMP and for any growing community of whether or not the RCMP are the right uh, police force for their town. And I think that the uh, the the Attorney General talking about um, this new process and this no going back and obviously there's a process that has to get you to the point where you you are making that request and they approve that request and they would obviously yeah. do that based on a whole bunch of information that the community would be required to do you just can't solicitor be... general just to just to report sorry, that, solicitor general it? solicitor general just sorry solicitor general yes yeah I know, and so I it's know it's not really nilly but... right it's not a no it's not decision. You know no, I mean? it's yeah. not. And that's also why it's taken this long, because there's been a great deal of due diligence. This wasn't just, you know, a battle yeah. between Mike Farnworth and Brenda Locke. It wasn't right. what it came down to. And Farnworth, I, I watching this without skin in the game, really. And yeah, scream at your Twitter screen if you're like, you're friends with Linda. Yeah, I am. You know, I watched Linda and I've watched members of both sides of, of the RCMP and Surrey Police Services lives in limbo for a long time. 
on mm-hmm. top of the Surrey taxpayer who is spending eight, what is it, $8 million more a month than they mm-hmm. need to? I mean, this this has been a long and drawn out process. So for it to finally have a, some resolution um, and what that might look like moving forward will be interesting because it's still going to be a transition that takes um, Chief Chief Norm Lipinski, Linda's husband, who I've met once in my life. I've literally met Norm once in my life six years ago. I don't, mm-hmm. but I consider him a lovely person because I enjoy his wife. Um, <laughs> so for I don't have for those who don't know, uh, Jody has a show with Linda Steele. With Linda Steele, right? Okay, sorry, sorry. Thank you, thank you. Um, like, What's but like on? when I was watching Norm Lipinski, Chief Lipinski, um, do his address to the media uh, following the Solicitor General's um, announcement, it was you know it's going to take us twelve to eight, eight to ten to twelve months to just. You know, get things back building and and trying to recruit. Recruitment's going to be huge for SPS Mm -hmm. because unlike, and this is really important thing that I learned throughout this process, what the SPS can do, because they'll be like, well, they'll be stealing people from around the province too. Like the RCMP, that was the concern. They'll be pulling people from other Mm -hmm. jurisdictions and and having them become members of the RCMP. The SPS can find young people who are going to be trained from the ground up and train them in Surrey and then have them work their way into the force. In the RCMP, you have to go to Ottawa and then you graduate through the process through depot and then you're deployed. So it's much more difficult a process or long and involved, I'll say. I won't say it's more difficult because I've never actually applied to be an RCMP officer. So I and I have great respect for all law enforcement. So this is not a slight. It's just at the root, it wasn't just, I want my local police. It's, we need police who are from here, who care about here, who are watching, know what it's like, know where the areas are that are trouble spots that don't rotate in and out of here. That's I remember what Doug McCallum was talking about. And there was a lot of stuff that came out of that man's uh, platforms that I was like, mm, oh, oh, okay. Like run a river through it and we're going to do a major stadium at the thing. And uh, like, oh, okay. No, but the one stadium thing- there. He's but, not wrong, but I'm going to do it by this election. I was like, okay, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Like, there's things that are that sound like he's just thought of them suddenly one day, but I think that there's there was some meat on That's the bone politics, as to why. Jody, what are you right? talking about? You saying that politicians make promises they don't keep? What? Uh, I think that one of the you pointed on that. Skip what was the prom- like, recruit- promise you recruit- didn't keep, George? Uh, well, uh, I couldn't do I, I, none because I couldn't actually achieve. I tried. I did all my promises that I tried, uh, and then failed See? it because I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get to do them. Uh, not because I wanted. Didn't couldn't want. Didn't want to. Um, no. With the uh, the other thing with recruitment is that they get to better reflect the community itself, whether it be yeah. through your multicultural makeup or whatever it might be. But yeah. you know, I would say that in Vancouver, I would say a very slim portion of the Vancouver Police Department's uh, constant are actually living in Vancouver, to be honest. I think most of them live outside the city because they yeah, can't afford to live in Vancouver. Right. But, Which uh, wasn't always the case. Yeah. yeah. But it is going to be a challenge. I think recruitment is, is a challenge for Vancouver. It has It's way behind. I think 100 for police sure. officers or more. I don't, I don't, finding, I don't pretend you got to start this culture early, yeah. early on uh, and, and start recruitment at a very early age. Um, and you look at Vancouver and they have, you know, if you ever go to a parade, you see quite often these young kids who are involved in various organizations and, you know, they're you know, being sort of trained and prepped to be potentially 
our police future police force so yeah um but it's going to be a challenge there is going to be fighting the thing is that they're you know most you police forces are union controlled so it's not like you can offer massive extra bonuses you know the, the salary is the salary so you just got to decide well, brenda lock did try that in the 11th hour though brenda lock tried that in the 11th hour to offer a ten thousand dollar bonus to any sps officers who would defect to become an rcmp officer yeah. extra 10 that was a real that was a real sketch Strange moment one. what did you think about the fact um the ken sim mayor ken sim in the city of vancouver put out a release to say how he supports the decision, supports the people of Surrey and needs, like basically said to the mayor of Surrey, you know, time to move forward. I was, I, I was like, uh, oh, that's a statement. Yeah, not necessary, not necessary. Not <laughs> sure what the game is there, what the play is there. Uh, he's just being Mr. Nice guy. Like he likes to be trying to show the, the province. Uh, he's supportive. Uh, yeah. Playing but, nice with the provincial government. He likes yeah, to, I, he does, he does a good job of that. Yeah. Doesn't he? I guess. Well, you know, it's whatever they're, He's basically Vision Vancouver, so you know <laughs> they're they're pretty tight with the NDP, aren't they? I don't know the, the way they're sort of doing it seems very similar. So you think Ken some, Sim is like Vision well, Vancouver? No, I just think that the party, the way they're making decisions, they're not they're fairly similar. Wasn't Mark Marison Vision Vancouver? Was Mark Marison Vision? No, Vancouver? no, he would be more supplyist, even bigger supplyist on housing than. Because so think that they're, so they're making is, decisions that uh, that are interesting, but there is no, you know, they're not. At perhaps his left wing on the environment stuff, but no, generally you, that, that you look at some of their, they haven't, derailed. they haven't, they haven't made a lot of changes to the basic structure of the city. They don't seem to be heading towards any, you know, we've talked about this before, the budgeting, the, what's the plan? What's the plan to make yourself different? I, I you know, just charge us more as taxpayers. That's so far. That's the, plan. I don't know, but my streets are right now being ripped up because there's new sewer and water lines going in all over here. So something's different. Because that wasn't happening before. Well, that, those are long-range plans. I'm sure they were in the works. But sewer and water is the big ultimate challenge. If you want to, yeah, and I think it's a bad decision of his, but jumping to the city of Vancouver quickly on their July 25th, they're making a decision on the m multiple units per site. And that the key importance of being able to do that, this is in Vancouver where they're saying in a single lot, you'll potentially, depending on the size of the lot, be able to put six to eight units on that single lot. Uh, and there's some designs that show you Joe, you very familiar with it because you kind of live in a similar kind of structure where you have it's it's very gentle density is intention, which is great. It's something I certainly was always fighting for. But the biggest challenge they have in putting six units and if every street and everybody on that street wanted to put six units on every single family lot, one of the things they cannot uh, solve Handle. immediately is the yeah. no is the sewer and water you, yeah. and, and electrics. Those, those yeah. so if you don't have that stuff in place, you can't put 40 units where there were five before. You, right. you just can't. And so the city simultaneously in order not only the bureaucracy that you still have to go through that they haven't fixed they still have to make sure that wherever these applications happen have to that be in places where the they support. can actually handle the yeah. water sewer and, all that, and not just the one that goes into the house but the ones that run up and down oh, yeah. the street otherwise yeah. you end up with Separated. blowing up water mains and and busted sewers yeah. i wanted to talk about um well a couple of things Park Board, Stanley Park, Lost Lagoon. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk bike lanes. We've got to talk concessions. Lots of Park Board stuff to just unpack here. So why don't you take us down that path? <laughs> park Board, our, our ongoing, it's always there for us uh, as a backup to any, whenever we like, it's like, because there's always something Good going on. for at on. least a 10 minutes. 
it's yeah. always good for Titan. For those who don't know, the Park Board of Vancouver is an independent sort of body in Vancouver. No other city in Canada, I don't think. I think maybe Montreal has a. It's just a independently elected park board. It's very unusual. We have an independently elected park board of Vancouver. It's currently though dominated by the same party that's dominated in city council. So therefore, uh, there is some continuity there between the city and and the park board. Um, but they have a few big issues they got to deal with. The first one out of the gate that they were made as a promise was uh, the bike lanes that went around Stanley Park, that they would remove them. Uh, they have removed them, except at one little section when you come out of, if those of you who know Stanley Park, when you kind of come around, just before you sort of hit Lost Lagoon area, there's like a two, like a fork in the road. And you either go left or you go right uh, as you exit Stanley Park. Right now, you can't go right. Or you, you can only go left, which takes you back over to the main, um, I don't know what street that is. It's, it's Georgia Street, but it turns into whatever that street the is. Causeway the, the Causeway there. Yeah, the Causeway. Doesn't have a name? Uh, yeah. Terrible. They should Stanley Park that. Causeway, I think. Yeah, they should, they should give it a real name. Um, anyways, they... George um, Affleck Way. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, so they're talking about now removing what is basically a really crappy bike lane on that section uh, and letting cars go two-way again uh, to exit the park towards Good. the downtown, which for me as a resident is very frustrating because... If I exit, say, I'm coming off Lionsgate Bridge and I want to take a nice little drive. Uh, oh, I know, you know, driving around Stanley Park, how horrible of me. But you know, George, it's quite lovely. bite it's quite your lovely tongue. At 30 kilometers an hour, which is the speed limit. It's quite, it. you know, to get to my house, I'd have to go back up to George Street, way around. You know, you're also making, pushing people out of potentially, you know, the Dem and Davy area for, you know, businesses and all that stuff. You're just yeah. driving traffic out of the city. I never go down uh, there anymore. It's too yeah. much. You, you find yourself in the... You're going in circles, turn, basically. I can't turn yeah. left and I can't turn right. And I need to it's go. frustrating. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go right. But the ultimate challenge they have here is I think there needs to be, there needs to be a bike lane there. Because uh, if you go to the bike lane on the water, it's too tight. It's too many people down there. That There's a big beach there. It's really hard to ride your bike in that area. So you have to. So they need a, a separate bike, bike lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The seawall bike tight. lane. So they need a bike lane if you want to do that. Because it's a very small. It's, there's not even parking on that little section. It's just two lanes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they need to widen the road to put a bike lane but this is one of the biggest challenges the the people who are so uh, obsessed with you know parks are only green spaces you know you can't put in basketball courts you can't put a, a paved bike lane you're right. oh, you're paving over the our parks you to me parks are much more than just grass or trees they are places where we can have our activities like riding a bike so you need to expand that road so that you can fit that separate bike lane. That's what the park board should be looking at. Get that expansion, get it out to basically to the point of Denman Street uh, so the bikes can get onto the other separate bike lane that's on beach. Yeah. Uh, because that bike lane is working. You've got two lanes, two-way, and a separated bike lane. It's working just fine. They need to replicate that all the way into Stanley Park. I think they should do, like, whenever they take away a little bit of green space for infrastructure like that, that is necessary for people to to use it for fitness for getting outside for moving being mm -hmm. healthier um just to add some more trees you know just, just sure. do the simple thing if you're taking away because we all have to get our heads around the fact that grass is not going to be as robust like it's very difficult as we see golf courses trying to keep their grasses green yep. right now with the with the change that is happening with regard to climate and the temperatures we're seeing here the Absolutely. amount of water we use versus the grasses or we're going to change to um, different types of, of surfaces and and yes more trees more shade more more canopy more you know yeah. more green but doesn't necessarily need to be your park that um 
No, it's, it's just like, I don't want anybody using that park because it's my grass. It's like, I want to so talk about Lost Lagoon before we run out of time, because there's like thousands of fish that die there every year because the water isn't circulated. Some people want it to become a tidal pool again. And some people like former park board commissioner and former uh, candidate for mayor, our friend John Cooper is saying, mm-hmm. turn on the fountain, turn on yes. the fountain. For those of you why, who have, may have ever had a why fish not? tank, you've ever had a yeah. fish tank? I have. You know what you need in a fish I tank? Learned- Oh, it you has need to a have filter and a fountain and, yeah. and something that circulates Rotating the water. water or that, they the die. Is, exactly. So the fountain, yeah. especially when it's heat like this and there's no natural flow of water, because that that pond, they, uh, yeah. they basically the water gets stagnant and then they suffocate. These poor yeah. fish are suffocating uh-huh. in this water. Like you had a fish tank without your circulation happening, that bubbles. You don't Gold, put that in. Bye-bye. So you need because the the actual lost lagoon used to have flow the water used to flow in from it was an overflow right it was a marsh yeah. right? we came in yeah. from the water there uh in coal harbor tidal it was, no road it was there. a tidal, it was a tidal thing and it was sort of yeah. half salt water half 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 fresh water they closed it off like 100 years ago and now it's just fresh water they've chosen to remove all the fun things like uh like uh having any kind of water sport kind of stuff like uh they had used to be able to go down there when i was a kid and do um rowing a little and stuff like sailboat that. regatta the thing the little, yeah things. rowboat yeah, regatta that was that got was rid so of all fun. that because of all the environmental stuff but meanwhile ironically uh they they the in the obtuse stupidness of the previous park boards uh, they've they stopped allowing fountains to run in the city for environmental BS. So this fountain, which used to be lit up and it was beautiful and it was, it was flowing, gorgeous. We used to there. gasp when it's... we came around the corner. Yeah, it's, we used to and like at Christmas. We, it would kids, be all lit up. Like, and, Ooh, yeah. we can't wait. And then like exactly. every five years or so, it would get so cold that it would freeze. And we'd be like, yeah. oh, can you skate on it? And even if that fountain's broken and needs to build a new one, it's not like build I'm married one. to that specific fountain. Just right, put in a right. new one. I it agree needs that. And so this week with the fish, multiple thousands of fish, the little fish dying in there, it's not, it's that could have been probably not. solved. They're, and they're saying, oh, it happens all the time. I'm like, uh, no. I don't remember. How, maybe I think they said something happened in 2021. I'm like, I, yeah. I don't remember there being thousands of fish washing up on the shores of Lost Lagoon. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe can somebody can tweet at us and say, oh no, here's five examples or over the okay. last hundred years where it was never reported on the Lost Lagoon. Yeah. Like, come on. We, we got so the other one, just, just, just really quickly on the park board though, is the their intention to concession stands to privatize them or have a private public partnership. Thank you, please. And to the green thing, I brought up this before, say Jericho, if you've been down there, there's a giant parking lot. I've talked about this before. I want to send this message to park board, put a bunch of beautiful space along there. You can dig down, put a parking underneath, put a retail along it. That can be studios. It could be a whole bunch of things. And on top, you can put grass and have trees up there. And therefore you're greening what is a currently a giant, ugly giant parking, parking lot. lot in yeah. our parks. So there's an yeah. example of where you can take private par- public partnerships you can green uh, our parks and you can put parking in and you can create facilities for artists for people who want to sell food for us to hang out on our waterfront which is very difficult to do please park boys do that i love that uh hopefully the port strike comes to an end because those picket lines are back up that's all we really can say about that is that it wasn't ratified the deal was like turned down by the federal mm. union after the employees here yeah. voted for it uh, the national, the federal arm of it said, nope. So picket lines back up on the port strike that's going to mess with 
supply chain and our economy and all those things. And, you know, hopefully that'll be resolved soon. There are signals from the federal government that they're going to recall uh, parliament and legislate back to work order there. If you want to follow us on Twitter, do it at unspun podcast or George in particular, you want at George underscore Affleck at George underscore Affleck. I'm Jody with a Y at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y Vance. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and threads and all of it with the same at Jody Vance. Uh, you're no underscore on threads. That confuses me. I don't know. Nobody's on threads anymore. They've already left it. Oh heard? no. I'm, we yeah, miss you there, 80%. George. They're down by 80%. Oh, really? Oh, well, they're just a, a bunch of nice people posting really funny, sweet things. Nobody's fighting uh, on there. I guess that's boring. what's keeping people <laughs> away. Uh, we're not boring. We're here every <laughs> Thursday just for you. That's Say right. Say goodbye, George. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a nice day. <laughs>